Connected. I'm Megan Van Putten, your host for today's show. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are so excited. So for those of you that don't know, Chris founded the Garden State Esports, a not-for-profit for educate. Oh, actually, it was all educators that founded it mm -hmm. um, for Scholastic Esports in New Jersey. And their mission is to create a high-quality, student-centered experience through Scholastic Esports so all students can use esports as a platform to grow socially, emotionally, and academically. How's it going for you, Chris? It's going really well. Uh, Garden State Esports continues to grow. We continue to add more schools to the league. Uh, we just held our fall finals a couple of weeks ago at Ryder University. We had a thousand people come out. Uh, we crowned five state champions in high school and middle school. Uh, we played some Smash. We played some League of Legends. We played uh, some Rocket League. And uh, yeah, excited to be talking to you today. Oh my gosh, we're so glad to have you. So yeah, should we start from the beginning? We have so much to cover and you do so much, my goodness. Um, why don't we start with your background mm -hmm. and what happened during the pandemic to absolutely. lead you to get all the educators together that you did? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have been a public school teacher here in New Jersey for 14 years. Currently uh, teach high school English at Keyport High School. And uh, you know, I, I guess it kind of starts way back when, um, when StarCraft came out in 99, I really got into that with my friends and we used to go to, uh, you know, Radio Shack. I don't know if you've ever heard of Radio Shack. So it used to be, but <laughs> so back when Radio Shacks used to have these different tournaments and stuff like that, my friends and I, we would go and we would play. And that was kind of my introduction to esports. Fast forward, you know, uh, I, I've played and coached uh, football, wrestling, track, and, uh, even did some rugby in college and stuff like that at St. Joe's. Uh, started teaching uh, in 2006. And very quickly, I noticed that a lot of my relationships with my students was based on video games. Um, you know, I was only 22 when I started teaching and I had, you know, high school juniors and seniors. So they're 17, 18. So we weren't that far apart. Um, and, you know, we built a lot of our conversations and relationships about who's playing what games, what games are they playing and stuff like that. Um, and I always knew kind of like esports was a thing because I would follow StarCraft and StarCraft 2. And um, I always wanted to bring it to that school because having been a coach and an athlete, I know that you can learn as much about life, you know, on a wrestling man or a football field as you can, um, you know, in a classroom. But if you've never taught, right, there is a, a you know, a, a pretty good sized portion of the population who either can't play sports, doesn't want to play sports, um, and and but they still want to be involved. And so uh, it took, man, uh, eight years, I think. Uh, I actually wound up changing schools. I started to teach middle school science. Uh, and at that school, they finally let me start an esports team after, you know, basically asking and begging and finally getting permission and having to overcome obstacles of like the technology and how are we going to do it. But uh, I started the first middle school esports team in the country, um, you know, back in 2017, 2018. Uh, and then, you know, we had a good year just kind of playing and uh, COVID hit. And, you know, where we had all been playing, you know, kind of kids against kids in the school, 
uh, I reached out to some other educators, you know, who I knew had video game clubs. And I said, look, you know, my kids are all home. Do you want to play us in some Rocket League? And, you know, Steve Isaacs, uh, you know, kind of a, a big name out there. He works for Epic Games now. Um, but he, you know, was a teacher just like me down the road. And so he and I started to just have matches and we would, you know, tweet it and, and stuff like that. People thought it was really neat. And then you saw all these people just, well, can we play or can my, can my students play? And it was cool because everybody was home. So the kids had their Xboxes, they had their computers, they had all the technology they needed at home. And uh, the league just started to grow. And so by the time uh, the pandemic started to wind down, we had something like 60 schools who were all just kind of playing. Like we would just put out our own little schedules and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm a big data nerd. So I'm always doing surveys and stuff like that and um, surveying my own kids and kids who are in the league and, you know, Hey, what do you want to do for next year? I asked them a question. I said, you know, what is being part of this esports league meant to you? Megan, if I could tell you the responses that came from these kids, it was unbelievable from something as simple as like they felt seen and they felt like they mattered, right? Something that they loved uh, was, you know, brought into school um, to, I had kids who had contemplated suicide, but being part of the league was what they looked forward to the most. And so it was just wild to me. So, you know, I, I shared some of the responses with the other educators and I said, look, you know, I think we could do something here. When we get back to school, I don't want this to stop. Uh, so we spun up a nonprofit uh, and we found a guarded state esports and, and kind of we've been going from there. And so uh, as we go into to year four, uh, I have almost 60 percent of the schools in New Jersey playing for me. I have 200 and 231 as of this morning. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we have about 5000 kids, 230 something schools. And, you know, even the data, because I continue to survey the kids is still so amazing. Um, almost a third of the kids, this is the only thing they do at their school. They don't do theater. They don't play sports. They don't do clubs. You know, they just want to play games. And I think that's part of what gets lost a lot of times and why this stuff is so valuable is, you know, um, I can even tell you probably when it happened. You know, if you remember when... Uh, Ninja and Juju Smith-Schuster um, and Drake uh, all played Fortnite together. I remember coming into school that next day and every kid was talking about it, whether it was the athletes, whether it was the kids, you know, who were into the, the music, who were into uh, games, right? Because everybody was part of that party, right? You had Ninja, the gamer, you had Drake, the rapper, you had Schuster, you know, the football player. And now all of a sudden, Everybody was just talking about how much they loved playing games and Fortnite and all this. You know, it was really kind of neat to see almost like this new identity because, you know, the unfortunate way that we view gaming, you know, they're alone in the basement and they're antisocial and stuff like that. But what a lot of people don't realize is more and more kids, this is becoming part of their personality and who they are. So just like, um, you know the football players wearing their varsity jackets on game day or the student body president, you know, everybody's proud of those things. But so often uh, teachers and parents, oh, gaming, gaming's a waste. Gaming is not important. You're dismissing an entire kid's like personality, part of who they are. And, you know, obviously I don't have to tell you just how big the, the video game industry is and just how many jobs there are there. And so it's been really cool as we continue to grow. This is the biggest message that I'm getting from parents and kids is, that they feel seen, they feel like they're part of something. 
you know, because the other thing that we do, and, and I think part of what makes us unique, um, you know, when I'm uh, counseling these schools, you know, not just how to play, but, you know, some other stuff, having, having matches on the morning announcements along with the other sports, having esports athletes as athletes of the week along with the other sports, walking in the pep rallies, getting varsity jackets, giving varsity letters, having jerseys, it all just helps with that sense of belonging. And so, you know, that really is the mission uh, of Garden State Esports. Everybody on my team is an educator. So we're kids first. You know, our bottom line is to kids, not to shareholders. And we want to make sure that every kid can grow socially, emotionally, and academically through esports because the academic piece is really easy too. You know, a kid who has something to look forward to after school uh, is going to show up more. He's going to behave better and he's going to do better in school because a lot of these programs tie grades um, to their ability to participate. So it's a win across the board. Uh, and, and I wish I could tell you schools were joining because they love, you know, competitive gaming. Most of them have zero idea what it even is. But what they love about it is, you know, in the education world, what we call SEL, social emotional learning piece, right? The ability to help kids grow socially and emotionally. Um, and they love the careers piece, right? Because we can tie a lot of this stuff to jobs in and around the esports industry. And so, you know, you can't be serious about STEM without being serious about esports. And so when we talk about career and we talk about helping kids grow socially and emotionally, esports is this really fast up and coming and growing thing. And I'm just proud of the work that my team is doing here in New Jersey. And I'm proud to have more than half the state making us uh, the largest classic esports league in the country. Well, yeah. So thank you for sharing, you know, your journey as to how it began. One of, one of the reasons that, and for those of you that might not know, we, we named Chris the Game Changer of the Year at the Esports Trade Association and Conference Esports Next due to you know, his vision to ensure that all students possess the knowledge and skills needed in society's game changers you know, through education and through social impact and emotional health. It's so important. And we only choose one person a year. And it, we, we're so excited for you and everything you're doing. And one of the things about why I love trade associations is it's old school. <laughs> and it's bringing like the oldest thing, like we, the fact we even call it a trade, you know, it, the, when I first started having conversations about the Esports Trade Association and, and why we're here and why it's important, how many times I've had to tell people what a trade association is, I was, at first I was like, this is frustrating. And then I, I pivoted and I was like, this is an opportunity to bring back like the oldest way of doing business, you know, the the medical associations do it well with their students, the, de the dental, the law, the bar, you know, they get their students involved with mentorship, you know, in these strong structures with successful adults, you know, the guardrails a student needs to get experience direction and, you know, to keep an industry growing strongly has been such an honor for us, you know, to work alongside you. And, and you're just such an incredible integrity for your data you know you're collecting it you're using it and making the world a better place really one state at a time and jersey's so lucky to have you talk to me about how 
people can help you with what you've learned and what students want, because that's what everybody wants to know, you know, for, for obvious reasons. And then really, there's many people that genuinely want to help you make an impact to truly help the kids. So tell me, what do they want, Chris? What are they asking for? Yeah, I mean, so it's really interesting is, uh, and I think this is the perfect place to do it is on this podcast to really kind of get deep because most of the speaking opportunities that I take are just kind of explaining what is esports and what is Garden State esports about and, and stuff like that. But what I rarely ever get to talk about is the business side of, of running Garden State esports. And, you know, being as big as we are and in a position that we are, I think that there's a lot that we can share to potentially help bridge that gap between uh, you know, the for-profit world and and the education world. And, you know, here's why I say that is um, there are a lot of uh, for-profit entities that are trying to come into esports and, and they're trying to run these national uh, scholastic leagues. And you can tell that they don't necessarily understand how the education space works, right? You know, for example, uh, Garden State Esports is the organizing body of Scholastic Esports for New Jersey, right? So we're, we're basically the same as the State Athletic Association. We make the schedules, we get the schools in, everybody plays everybody, we host the state championship, right? Just like the NJSIA here in New Jersey. You know, to play with the NJSIAA, a school, or excuse me, a district will pay $2,500. And every kid can play every sport in all the schools that district has for the entire year. When you compare that pricing to what some of the uh, for-profits had charged, and that was actually a big reason why I started Garden State Esports, is I remember I, you know, uh, had a call, hey, you know, we're looking for some schools to play, and not only what they were charging, but the way that they talked about kids as being customers, and the way that they talked about kids as being an ends to a means, you know what I mean? It, It really frustrated me. Uh, especially because most of them were just selling glorified Google spreadsheets, right? We ran our league the same way, just using spreadsheets, just like a lot of this software is. And so all that being said is I don't know if a national model for esports is ever going to work because you can't have these companies probably scale to a point where they can support all of these states in a way that's meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things we heard from our kids when, you know, hey, what did you like about Garden State Esports? Or, you know, almost 25% of the league now had played for some of these for-profits and they all left and now they joined us. And so I survey those, you know, uh, teams as well. And why did you leave? And what was the experience like? And what was different? And really what it came down to is we make esports in New Jersey look like any other after-school sport. And that familiarity is is really hard to replicate if you haven't grown up and played in New Jersey, you know, athletics. If you haven't played in the short conference your entire life, like I did and coach in the short conference. And so we take these teams and we put them in their traditional athletic, you know, conferences and they're playing their high school rival, you know, football on Friday night. And then they're playing, you know, on Monday, they're playing esports against each other. And so one of the best ways that we for profits or, or, you know, people who are looking to help is to support grassroots organizations like Garden State Esports, right? There is a good chance, right? Almost, you know, more than half of the states now have some version of like a Garden State Esports. 
right? Florida, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Oregon, Washington, California, um, you know, and, and a lot of them work with the North American Scholastic Esports Federation, NASIF, which is, you know, uh, uh, just trying to start esports up on a state by state basis the right way. And so supporting those grassroots organizations, I think, are really important because the barriers to entry uh, for school districts to start an esports team are, are more significant, I think, than people think, right? You know, I've started programs with no money. We do something called bring your own device and the kids or the coaches, they bring in the devices. So that way the school doesn't have to spend anything. Or maybe school gets a couple computers and stuff like that. But to eventually have a real robust esports program that also has a careers program attached to it, you generally have to start to move towards, you know, having a PC lab and stuff like that. And it's really hard to sell schools on the idea of, okay, you know, you have to spend $35,000, $40,000 on this equipment. You know, you can upgrade all of your STEM teachings, coding, you can teach uh, how to make video games, you know, and then magically they transform after school into the esports computers. But then to say, okay, and it's going to be $5,000 a year, you know, for you to play or for, you know, $64 per kid per season per game. You know, every little thing you tack on to something new, because not even every board of ed agrees with esports. You know, we don't even know if we want video games in school. We don't know if we want, you know, uh, first person shooters in school and stuff like that. So there's just so many barriers, whether it's socially, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, fiscally. Uh, um, and so one of the best things you can do is support the organizations that are organizing in their state, right? That, that their bottom line, again, is to students. Um, and, and, you know, to me, that's the best way to grow esports if you really care. And you would have to think that, you know, if you're part of the trade association or if you're somewhere in the esports ecosystem, it's like anything else. Look, these kids aren't going to go pro, right? They're more likely to play in the NFL than they are to be a pro gamer. However, they are very likely, right, to work in the industry. Um, it was wild. There's something like 86% of our kids want to work in and around the gaming industry. And so the investment that these businesses are making is an investment in their future employees, you know, and, and again, let's roll it back to that social emotional piece, right? Uh, because we're all teachers, you know, we've even written our own curriculum that helps kids learn about how to handle toxicity. Um, we we're doing some really groundbreaking stuff around bystander intervention training and how if somebody's racist, homophobic or misogynistic, it's not just enough to you know, say this is a safe space for everybody to play, but to also stand up when you see something like that. And so, you know, not only are we educating kids around the careers, right? Because a lot of our programs, like my, I, you know, I have my own high school team. Um, we have broadcasters. I have a statistician. I have a journalist. I have a webmaster. I have IT kids, right? You know, so what we're even seeing as far as our state league is half the kids on an esports team don't actually want to play. They want to be a part of something. They want to be around something that they love. So, you know, the average team size is like 24, 25 kids, but only 12 of them are kind of like playing. The other 12 are like supporting. Um, and so, you know, that whole that whole piece of it is, is why I see that industry should be supporting the educators that are in the room with these kids, that they should be, um, you know, helping those that are doing the work. And, um, you know, because I, I hear it so often. 
uh, you know, we want to do something. We want to make sure, you know, getting rid of the toxicity. We want to make sure that every kid has a safe online gaming experience. But that's, you know, for a lot of these companies, that's not your job. You know what I mean? That's that's not the the purpose of your organization. Whereas I have 270 educators in my league that work with students every single day, that that is part of their job. Whether it's they teach an actual, I teach a year-long high school esports elective, right? Or they're just meeting with their kids after school as a coach. Like they're there to shape the kids, instill the values, the work ethic that I'm, you know, industry wants to see that these for profits uh, and these companies want to see. So to me, the best way to support our organizations and and really, I think, even support their own organizations because these are their future employees. Um, is to invest in the organizations that are doing the work on a daily basis. Um, and I think it's one of those things that it's, it raises all ships. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to get these kids with real hands-on industry experience who, who know how to act and, they, and they're going to know, um, you know how to come to work and, and create an environment and be an employee that anybody would be proud to have. So... Tell me about some of the big brands that have made a difference for you and some examples of how some companies can, you know, work with you at Garden mm-hmm. State Esports and make an impact uh, for these very important, you know, um, components for social, emotional, and academic differences in children. Yeah. Um so a lot of the companies that have reached out and help, uh, SHI, if you're familiar with them, they're, they're an education uh, technology reseller. Well, actually, all technology reseller, but um, you know, in, in my world, they sell the tech to schools and um, they have been our number one supporter from the beginning. They're actually headquartered in New Jersey. Um, so not only do they support us uh, through donating, um, they even support us with the careers piece. You know, they're always willing to help uh, talk with kids, internships, anything like that, because they truly understand that these kids are going to be their employees, right? You know, SHI is a huge company and it's headquartered, you know, right in the middle of New Jersey. So there's a good chance that some of these kids are going to end up there, uh, especially when they know, you know, SHI has an esports division and has, you know, uh, uh, been a supporter, you know what I mean? Um, And so financially, they have been fantastic in donating and helping us make sure that uh, Garden State Esports can be free for everybody. Um, so they, you know, pay the league dues of every school in New Jersey for the last four years. So I don't have to charge. Oh school. my gosh. Right. I, I did don't... not know that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I don't have to charge schools anything uh, because of their generosity. And then on the other hand too, is they're great um, in that, you know, they're a family owned business and they live in New Jersey uh, and what I also love about them is when a school district comes and to Garden State Esports and they need technology, they actually let me sit in on the meetings to advise these schools on the technology that would be the best for their school. Um, because, that's you know, it's not, always, it's not always the most expensive technology that's the best, right? So, you know, my understanding of esports and schools and, and ed tech and stuff like that, um, you know, I get to jump on these calls and, and they're been wonderful. You know, they fully support the mission and what we're doing. So uh, SHI has been wonderful. Um, and it, it was funny as even, I guess, uh, we found out through SHI that Garden State Esports is like the number one reseller of like MSI stuff. 
um, to the point where, you know, the channel lead at MSI reached out to us and just introduced himself because he said, hey, you know, through working with SHI, like you're moving a good amount of, you know, MSI products. And it makes sense, right? My own personal school, um, all the Garden State Esports equipment, you know, uh, I can think of, you know, probably 40, 50 schools off the top of my head who wound up, you know, investing uh, in some technology for their school. It's all MSI. And so uh, over the last couple of months, I've started to build a relationship with MSI. And one thing that they've recently done that was really helpful is they gave us some loaner laptops for the year. And what's great is that's allowed us to expand our face-to-face offerings. Um, so we use these laptops uh, really, and it's pretty neat. So I'll tell you, we use them in a couple of different ways. Number one is um, we will do summer camps. And so we do content creator esports summer camps. And so we'll have these devices. When we're not doing summer camps or holding our finals, we actually mail these laptops to schools and kids who don't have the technology. And so we started, um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out a name for it, but basically we have started uh, almost like a, like a mailing streaming kit um, because MSI also uh, was able to uh, uh, help us with a relationship with um, Corsair. Uh, and Elgato. And so uh, Corsair, Elgato, and MSI, basically, these kids or schools, they get some key lights, they get a microphone, they get a stream deck, they get a webcam, they get a laptop. And what's cool is so they could start streaming their video games, they could start streaming their matches, which means they have to have a caster, which means they also have to have people managing the back end of Twitch and doing the digital production. And then you also have to have the graphic design to put the stuff on the screen during the stream. And even like a school like mine in Keyport, I actually have two Twitch channels. One is totally in Spanish because more than half of my kids speak Spanish. And so a big part of the careers, right, starts with streaming. But again, you know, trying to realize that these schools had a really hard time getting these streaming kits, we basically will either mail them to a school or we'll actually even mail them to like, we have individual interns, high school kids who are like, I really want to cast, but my school doesn't have an esports program. So we'll mail them all the stuff. And then when the season's over, we tell them, you know, who the next kid or school to mail their stuff to is. So we have about 12 of these kits kind of just going around the state. And um, it's actually been unbelievably well received you know uh a lot of these programs are getting to do some cool stuff so msi corsair and elgato kind of came together to do that um and then with the laptops uh that msi loaned to us is uh we were only playing our finals face to face uh because i i personally own 24 uh desktops basically my my basement's a land center um, and so we take the desktops and we of run- course it is. <laughs> <laughs> we rent out of college and, um, you know, we'll play our finals because I always want to have a face to face aspect uh, just because I want these kids to know that there's real people behind the computer screens. I want to build a community, of you know, caring kids throughout the state. But with the uh, 12 loaner laptops that they were able to uh, give to us, we actually can now play semifinals as well. So you're kind of doubling the amount of kids and schools that we can have come out. And that was a big reason why uh, we would have about four or 500 when we were just doing finals. But our last event where we started doing semifinals, thanks to the loaner laptops, we had a thousand people. So we doubled in size just by, you know, the 12 loaner laptops that they gave us. So we're really excited about that relationship uh, with MSI, Corsair, Elgato. Um, SHI has been wonderful to us. Uh, Fit Gamer, if you're familiar with Fit Gamer, they're really in the health and wellness space. They've been really good to us. 
helping us uh, with our mission of, you know, helping kids make healthy gaming habits, because that's a big reason, you know, parents love us and stuff like that, is we actually talk a lot about when to turn the game off and when to take a break and how not to throw the controller and why you shouldn't be cursing at people. So Fit Gamer has been fantastic. Whoop, if you're familiar with Whoop, is a, a, an AIM training program. Uh, and Gavin, who runs Whoop, has been a great partner. His wife is a teacher, so he totally understands where we're coming from. So we you know, do a lot with him and he makes his uh, program available to the kids in New Jersey, you know, at a great, you know, price. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have found a lot of caring partners. Um, but the biggest thing that we're working toward is more of that donation piece, because the other side, um, you know, I think that people don't realize is, uh, you know, everybody on my team is an educator and I'm always one of the first to bash companies who are making uh, use of free educator labor, right? A lot of times you'll see them on Twitter and, you know, you could become a, you know, a, an ex-certified educator by using our products and become a product evangelist. And, you know, it frustrates me because teachers are some of the hardest working folks on the planet and they, you know, we know we're not going to be paid well. That's not why we got into it, but to see you know, a lot of that exploitation happening is disappointing. But then I'm also somewhat guilty of it because I can't pay the teachers on my team really much of anything. Some of them are working, you know, 20, 30 hours a week on different projects for Garden State Esports. And, you know, I can throw them a couple thousand dollars stipend. And the other thing where industry can help by making uh, donations or, or, you know, support beyond stuff is, the teacher burnout is going to be real. You know, my my team isn't going to work for years for free and they shouldn't have to. So being able to just give the people who help run Garden State Esports, you know, so they don't have to also be a waitress or wait tables or they also don't have to have, you know, a second or third job because, you know, that's what it is to be a teacher, have second, you know, two and three jobs. So if I can, you know, somehow pay them so they don't have to, you know, work at Best Buy or, you know, whatever side hustle that they have would be amazing because that's my other biggest fear is, you know, hey, you know, Chris, we love, you know, I love working for Garden State Esports, but I kind of can't do it because everything keeps getting more expensive and nobody's getting paid anything, you know, extra anymore. Well, I can't run this totally by myself anymore. It's too big. And so that's why, you know, beyond supporting organizations like ours, those grassroots, you know, teacher organizations, being willing to financially support us um, so we don't have to charge schools, so we don't have to pass the cost on to students and stuff like that. Because that doesn't happen in most other sports, in most other states. You know, you don't charge the kids to play football. It's covered by the schools or it's covered by, you know, uh, uh, other means. But, you know, so that's, that's kind of the area I'm working through now is we're so big, uh, that, you know, this is going to be a full-time job in the next couple of years, but we got to find that money. So that's part of what we're trying to figure out. And we're trying to help you do that. Absolutely. So obviously, um, yeah, I, I'm hearing, Chris, that, you know, just managing your growth and mm-hmm. managing the quality of your program. You know, when I was when I was listening about your streaming kits, I think that might be the name, by the way. But yeah, I was just thinking, how do you even manage them? But I was thinking you had hundreds, not 12. Yeah. You know, I was, and and I was thinking, gosh, how do they administratively manage the streaming kits? Because it's going to be that, that, you know, our 
our kids need the equipment that they need, period. Every child in school or not should have technology equipment at their, you know, access to that in their home. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's just a no brainer. Of all the things you do, where do you find yourself really getting lit up where, where you say to yourself, I could do this part of the job all day? Oh, easily um, the competitive side of it. I really just enjoy making the matches. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, Mike Johnson and I, uh, he's on my team. He's the um, head of competition. We did like an esports style ESPN pregame show for the um, finals, where oh, we cool. re- we revealed the seeds live on air. We picked our yeah. dark horses. We analyzed the matches. So I really enjoy the competitive side of it. You know, going back, uh-huh. to, you know, why I always got involved. So I I really like, you know, like I'm I'm making the schedule. You know, today before we were speaking for 200 something teams. And I just get really excited about like putting everybody in their conference and oh, you know, Union and Union City are going to play against each other. And, you know, Elizabeth and Trenton are in the league now, so they're going to play against each other. Um, So that piece is really exciting to me. Um, And and so I could definitely do the competition piece. I love even like casting matches and, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, I want to do like a like a Friday ESPN, like sports center wrap up kind of show where we talk about what happened this week and predict what's going to happen next week. and what's really cool is that the kids love that stuff Yes, because the, you know, a lot of these kids for the first time have the spotlight on them and to, to be able to, we did our, our very first all-stars. We did our first all-star teams this season. And so we did, we figured out how we could do first and second team all-stars and these kids, when they came, you know, to be recognized at our finals, were just thrilled. And then their parents were there. And it, it always amazes me when these parents, and it always makes me so happy when these parents are like, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know, you know, it was like this. And whether they're playing in the playoffs or, or they're being recognized to have their parents look at them in a different way. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, we just did an interview where one of the best smash players in the country, super smash players in the country, he's from New Jersey. And his parents kind of didn't think it was important uh, or, or something that mattered until he joined Garden State Esports as a freshman. And, and he's won two state titles so far. And now all of a sudden they're like, you know, his biggest cheerleaders, his supporters. And, you know, when he practices or he wants to go to, you know, other smash tournaments around the state, his parents are like, yeah, let's go. So just to have them see their parents in a new way, to celebrate them, to put the spotlight on them. Um, to, to make them matter, you know what I mean, is, mm-hmm. is, is the best part, you know. So even like the finals events, they all come out to like, you know, pro wrestling style entrances with music and lights and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's the other piece I really love is, is finding ways to celebrate kids and, and put them in the spotlight, especially if they've never been there before. So we, I, I always try to find, my team makes fun of me because um, I'm a little bit extra, but I always try to find ways um, to, to showcase kids and, and, and the crazier and uh, the more fun, the better, you know? So we even had like contests where uh, during their walkout, like who was going to have like the craziest walkout and stuff like that. So we had a whole school dress up like, you know, barbarians because they were the, the barbarians. And, you know, now that like, you know, 
moms and dads are coming with signs and they have flags and, and they're wearing the jerseys of the school. And so just to see like all that extra, you know, uh, 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 you know, hit them with that razzle dazzle stuff. I really, I really like that piece too. So um, anything to do with competition and celebrating kids uh, really gets me excited. Wow. Um, I kind of thought that I'm, I'm really looking forward to when, um, you know, the post shows, I mean, I remember the evolution of fantasy sports when Matt Berry brought the pre and the post show. Exactly. You know, it, it, so it's so fun to see um, because really 15 years ago, people didn't even know what fantasy sports was. Right. So I was part of that, which is why mm -hmm. people thought I would be a good fit to, to help with, um, you know, the education of what esports really is. And I'll tell you, my godchild, um, I used to see on Saturdays, as many Saturdays as I could growing up to make an impact. Um, and my godchild's two favorite places, funny you should mention, was Radio Shack mm -hmm. and GameStop. Mm -hmm. And you know what he said when he graduated IIT as an engineer for, for gamification yeah. was, thank you for watching me play video games yeah that was that and I was like I didn't even know that he remembered yeah but that's what he wanted so if I could spend well I had no children of my own so this was the only child I could make an impact with in my you know in my little life right so if if I could do one thing I just wanted to do what he would want and it wasn't that long but I would just sit there for a few minutes and have him walk me through what he was doing or quietly watch. I mean, just depending on, you know, what kind of mood. And that's what he thought, thanked me for. It was just last year, he got his college yeah. degree. I was, I was blown away. Well, and it's so funny you say that because that's the exact advice I give to parents, whether it's, whether it's parents uh, who come see me when I'm teaching or it's parents from around the league who email me. Um, and a lot of times it's like, how can I support my, well, the better emails are, how can I support my kid? Um, but sometimes I even get emails uh, or, you know, parents coming up to me, all they do is play video games. I don't understand, especially like the younger kids, like some of these, even these Minecraft kids who just play and make stuff in Minecraft and yeah. you know, watch YouTube videos about making things in Minecraft. And, um, you know, how do I, how do I get them off or how do I make them do other things? And, that is always the biggest piece of advice I give. I said, do me a favor. I said, before you do or say anything, or if you really want to understand it, just sit and watch them, have them explain what they're doing and why they love what they're doing. And even if you can pick up a controller and play with them. And I can't tell you how many parents will come back and say, I couldn't believe all the stuff my kid was doing, all the behind yeah. the scenes things. Yeah. And then I'll even, you know, I'm lucky I get to hear it from the other side too, is I'll have kids who tell me, you know, in their own teenage way, it was really cool that my parents cared about what I cared about. But when you think about it, it's so simple and it's it done almost everywhere else. If yep. he was a football player, if he was yep. a chess team, if he was in the theater, yep. you would go see the play, you would go watch the matches. But if, if, if it's a kid playing video games, you know, it, it just isn't, you know, it's getting there, but it's not there yet. So, I mean, I think that's fantastic that you did that. Um, and, and, you know, you could see even as a, as a college graduate, what it meant to them. And, and similarly, 
engineer and gamification, kids who love video games tend to work in STEM fields and go off into that industry and stuff like that. So, you know, that's the other side that parents are actually supporting here too, is even in New Jersey, we have 42 universities and colleges, 36 of them have esports programs. You know, we got about a dozen kids college scholarships through Garden State Esports last year without even trying. And now we're actively, you know, we have a recruitment portal where kids can enter their information. And then the college programs that we vet can also connect with the kids. And um, we hope to, in the next two or three years, we want 10% of our league to earn a scholarship, 500 kids uh, to get, you know, uh, a scholarship for esports or academic excellence. And, you know, like same thing, we uh, surveyed all these kids and I think uh, a little over half, maybe almost 60% want to go and major somewhere in STEM. Um, whether it's cybersecurity was a big one. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, um, it's fascinating, right? If kids like games, it, it, it per, permeates to, to all aspects of their life. We actually had seven. Wait, you just said if kids like games. They're kids, even <laughs> adults. I mean, we have to play more. It, it's right. proven that our brain, my brain, mm-hmm. um, is developed from growing up playing chess. I don't remember yeah. learning chess, but right. I have a great brain. It it could see many things ahead. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what you're dealing with right now is like, what am I going to do in one to three years with this? It's a beast. It's coming. It's a tad overwhelming. It's so successful, Chris. And, you know, I tip my hat to you, but it is, it's, it's genuinely overwhelming when you see what's coming. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily say you can't scale the nation. I mean, because I don't know what I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I do know never say never. That I know, because I, I get in, in these industries, um, in, in these associations, and, and look at things that just blow your mind. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have no opinion on it. I just think what you're doing is amazing. And um, you're a pioneer, and you're the biggest and the best, and an example for all of us. And it's just it's such an honor to have you. We have uh, just a couple more minutes. I have sure. one question for you, which I just have to ask. What would be your dream brand to sponsor you? Everybody has one dream brand. Just I, I or, and you can name more than one if you want. Yeah, but I, I think um, I think the easy answer are the MSIs and the SHIs of the world, right? Those that are in the space and by supporting us also support their business. I'll be honest, the the, the dream brands that I want are the video game publishers, Riot, Blizzard, because for them to come out in full support, everybody will follow them. You know, and being on the Riot, That's Scholastic, true. And being on the Riot Scholastic board, I'm proud of the work that we've been doing. I'm proud that League of Legends was given back to the people. Yes. Um, I'm proud that Valorant's gonna stay, you know, uh, uh, with the people. But to have the support of these publishers, because, you know, even, we have to be careful, like, you know, we choose our words carefully when we say organizing body of New Jersey. We can't say governing body because the governing body are the actual video game publishers. And they can, you know, like you have seen, they can go exclusive with a company and nobody right. else is allowed to play in the scholastic space. They can make their game free and available, or they can even be like a Velen Studios and Knockout City um, or uh, a great game that just came out, Omega Strikers. 
where they're actively working with schools. Like Garden State Esports has emotes in Omega, Omega Strikers. You can throw a Garden State Esports flag up in the actual game. So you have the full gamut of publishers who are like, hey, Garden State Esports, let's work together to make this game and get some customization so that when your kids play, you know, they can celebrate being in your league. And then on the other side, you know, you have companies that are like, no, you're not allowed. My favorite, you can play the game however you want, except you can't play it in a school. You know what I mean? So you have this whole gamut. So for these publishers to come out and, and just say that Scholastic Esports and uh, a lot of these organizations that are supporting students, you know, and, and that could be the for-profit companies. I, I think that they all have a place at the table. That's my big thing is everybody has a seat. So whether you're Play Versus or HSEL or EGF or your Play Fly, like everybody has a purpose. Everybody has uh, a niche to fill. But for yeah. them to come out and say specifically, oh, hey, that teacher-run league in New Jersey or, or that teacher-run league in Pennsylvania, like they're legitimate just as much as a play fly is, would mean the world to us. And so I hope that's on the horizon at some point. But yeah, that would be the dream brand or, or I, I would want the support of the actual publishers of the game. And I hope that that's coming. It looks like it is. And Riot has know. been so good, you know, when 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 they were here mm. um, in the summer, it was just amazing what they did for yeah. Chicago Public Schools and Absolutely. I was part of all of that. JT coordinated so much generosity. I sat Absolutely. with the teachers. I always joke. So United Center, like, is, is full of sweets. I'm not sure if you've ever been to our United Center. It's just a center of sweets. Right. Well, I sat with the teachers, and I didn't even know you could have a seat so high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the regular, I was, I think I was in the last seat. The nosebleeds. It, 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 but it was still, it was still amazing mm. and so generous. Riot, um, I believe they offered every teacher, mm-hmm. every teacher a seat yeah. in that stadium that was middle school or high school. Yeah. And I wanted to experience it from the, from the teacher's filter the whole day. Right. And I did. And uh, we were part of a great, a, a great program that educated the teachers on what is esports, you know, and how it can help you know, in their, in their classroom. So it was amazing. Brought to you by Riot. So parting advice before we go and um, uh, any any parting advice? Uh, Um, I think the parting advice I would give is, is what I talked about when uh, you guys uh, honored me with that very cool uh, and unexpected reward. And I got to, you know, come and see how the other half live and that world but the biggest thing i think the parting advice um would be would be the same is that we uh and when i say we you know educators who are doing this with kids whether it's on a state level or just in their own classroom we're not looking for people to do stuff for us we're looking for people to do stuff with us right we we are more yeah. than capable of you know, running meaningful programs, running meaningful events, running meaningful teams and having meaningful competitions, but they will only be made more impactful when a company chooses to support us by working with us instead of, you know, trying to do things for us. Oh, let us do this for you. Let us do, right? So that's the big thing for me is is uh, the way that I look at relationships now as we continue to get bigger is who wants to 
take what we're already doing and who wants to amplify it, who wants to make it bigger, who wants to make it cooler. I think that's the biggest thing is there's a lot of us, you know, like you just mentioned, Illinois, you know, Andy Mendez over in Illinois runs the Garden State Esports version, you know, for that state. And he's fantastic. And, you know, he was there and part of the whole scene and he brought the whole league, you know, uh, uh, to, to see, you know, what Riot was putting on. And it was fan- oh, it was unbelievable, you know, talking to him and how great his experience was. That's a perfect example of, you know, hey, let's do this with you. Let's, let's, let's bring your whole league and, you know, kind of um, uh, uh, show them, you know, they got tours behind the scenes and they got to see production and they got to see how everything worked. And now you've inspired all these kids who, you know, they love League of Legends and, you know, they're probably not going to go pro, but maybe they can work at Riot or they can work in a similar field. So I think that's the biggest thing I hope that folks take away is we would love to do stuff with you and uh, you will make us better, you know, when we work together. And there you have it. Garden State Esports. How can people get a hold of you to make their donation, partner with you, or work with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, website is gsesports.org. Uh, I am teched up teacher, T-E-C-H-E-D, up teacher on all social media. Chris at gsesports.org is the email. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. So uh, I'm always excited to build a new partnership with somebody who shares the vision. So I look forward to it and and thank you for having me and thank you uh, for running the esports trade association. It's been fantastic to be a part of it. Um, and it's, it's really cool. It's, it's an honor to serve. And that's another episode of esports connected. Thank you, Chris, for being on the show. Till next time.